When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Action Network Podcast. It was time for the long-awaited overdue celebration to commence. Go pack your bag! Go pack your bag! Goals to win, not just to go! All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch! They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown! You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God! That's incredible! Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want a bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome into the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. This episode is our annual Super Bowl gambling guide with the director of research and media at the Action Network, Evan Abrams. Hi, Evan. How you doing? What's up, man? Uh, this is... This is the uh, epitome of everything, right? This is the Super Bowl. We've got two teams left. And this is – honestly, I like it when there's fewer teams because I like diving in more in the different angles and especially Super Bowl week because when you've been doing this for years, you kind of go back to previous data and you say, ooh, that's interesting or that – or update one or two things. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a nice tradition. See, I think I pick it apart as a casual that follows the NFL, but working with you and working at this company now the last couple of years – Dude, you pick this thing apart. So I am I am excited when I was told I was going to do this with you. I'm, I'm, it's weird being here at night because I haven't done the recap pods. I did those last year, but I'm excited to dive in. So the whole idea of this episode, this is our first episode since the recap from Championship Sunday. But the goal of this podcast episode is to provide some of the many trends and data, deep dives into what you'll hear across our network in the weeks ahead. And you're going to hear stuff everywhere. We understand that. So as we record... On a Monday night, the current line, San Francisco, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Total for Chiefs and Niners, 47-and-a-half. Some housekeeping before we dive in. Later this week, here is the podcast lineup for the week before the Super Bowl. Later this week, Chris Raybon, Sean Kerner, they will join forces, provide an episode featuring their favorite early Super Bowl prop bets. Next week, we'll have our Super Bowl Sunday six-pack with Raybon and Stucky. That'll come out on Monday plus our normal best bets and our annual Super Bowl Propapalooza episodes. Those are coming out next week as well. For those new to the podcast, uh, we'll also get back into UFC with the NFL winding down. So I'll be uh, with Sean Zarello and Billy Ward at the end of the week on Friday for UFC best bets. And that, again, starts this Friday. This week, next week, we'll get into the UFC. So those of you that are looking for other stuff. Okay, so we thought, Evan, if you're fo- if you followed Evan... Uh, on Twitter, or you read Evan on Action Network, there's a lot there. So I want, as a consumer, Evan, as an avid fan of of Action Network, and if I'm a if I'm a, if I'm an audience member, I'm a listener. Sure. Evan Abrams, lead off three thoughts. Three thoughts that jump to your mind for Super Bowl Fifty Eight Chiefs Niners. Number one. All right. So these are just some fun things off the top of my head. When you see the line, you see the matchup. But the first thing is the line itself. So 49ers look ahead was minus three. Then it actually opened San Francisco minus two and a half. 
got as low as one, now sitting at one and a half. So I think the interesting thing is different Super Bowls that have opened with one favorite and closed with another. And it actually happened last year with the Chiefs and Eagles. Chiefs open minus two, Eagles close minus one and a half. And it's only happened two other times in Super Bowl history. Super Bowl 49, Patriots, Seahawks, Seahawks open a favorite, Patriots close a favorite. Super Bowl 48, year before that. Now, that's interesting. I didn't even realize that. It was back-to-back years as well, and it's going to be back-to-back years here if it happens again. Super Bowl 48, uh, Seahawks-Broncos. Seahawks open minus one. Broncos closed minus one and a half. So that was number one. I felt, I felt you know, the tightness of the line and the fact that uh, the lines come down uh, so much was interesting. Which I wonder, to my thought from that, of all those teams in there, sure, outside of Philadelphia – which that's not true because Philadelphia was in the game against New England only a few years before that. These are repeat teams in the last decade, last five years we've seen in the game. Meaning there's pedigree, there's everyone's considering, I think public perception is how does Tom Brady perform in the Super Bowl? Peyton Manning facing the Seahawks. Now he's got an opportunity again against Carolina, like repeat contenders or repeat participants in the game. That's I mean, what I to find. Be, to be fair though, to be fair though, if my memory has me correct, Chiefs Eagles closest game possible, Seahawks Patriots closest game possible and then a blowout uh with right. Seahawks Broncos. So maybe I, I was trying to come up with some sort of theme with those matchups, but to me just intriguing and shows how close the markets are. Yep, without question. All right, what's number 2? Number 2. So NFL playoff teams that become smaller underdogs, an example being plus 4 to plus 3 are actually 45, 20, and 2 against the spread, 69% over the last 20 years. Now that's 82% in a six-point teaser, so around you know break-even there, but stays in the game. So Casey opened plus 2.5, we talked about it, now down to 1.5, so they would fit into the scenario. And even in these playoffs, this trend has worked. And if you look in the conference championship and Super Bowl, 12 and 5 against the spread in this scenario, covering by four points per game. So underdog gets smaller from the open. It's been successful in the past. And uh, that was one thing I grabbed from the previous few weeks that uh, matched this matchup. Okay. And again, this is Monday after championship Sunday. So you wonder what changes between now and the end of next week, if it flips potentially, right? Who knows? Of course. Yeah. At this point, the line can go anywhere. No question. So, okay. And what's the third thing that catches your eye? Early on, so here, these are just some great Super Bowl facts. Uh, these are things that you're going to hear all week. Uh, you know, one of these I'm almost positive Adam Schefter is going to tweet out because he does it every year. But these are just some fun stuff. Uh, my favorite. So this is poised to be the 16th consecutive Super Bowl where the favorite will be laying fewer than seven points, extending the longest streak in Super Bowl history. So recently, all the matchups have been pretty tight, and we haven't had a. Uh, Real seven seed wild card bad enough where the favorite's been that high. I find that interesting. Number two, and this is this is great. The team wearing white jerseys have won sixteen of the last nineteen Super Bowls. Uh, guaranteed, when the jerseys come out, you will see that stat. And, and lastly, so, and yeah. then real quick, so just refresh my memory if you know this. Does the home team? Do you get to decide who gets to decide what they wear? I feel like it changes by conference, but I actually don't remember. Uh, okay. I believe right. it's different depending on – because I know AFC and NFCs have been in white before. So that would that's my initial thought. Uh, and then the third thing, 
team that has scored last has won each of the last 18 Super Bowls. The wow. last Super Bowl where the team has scored last and lost was Patriots-Eagles 2004-2005. Uh, so just some fun things. And listen, you're going to hear a lot of different things throughout this week and on this network, uh, but we'll start there. And to be clear, to, to win, they won outright. Like They won straight up. That wasn't a yeah, cover situation. Correct, correct. Okay. All righty. That's good stuff. I always find it like I know you pick apart. You're, you're a facts data dude. But I was like, all right, what, what's catching Evan's attention? Because if it's catching your attention, I get a feeling that I should let it catch my attention or the audience's attention. So just big picture, Super Bowl history, 58th Super Bowl. What are some overall game trends that we should have in mind or that uh, are, are just it's just the facts, man? Yeah, these are the uh, top of most stories. They don't mean too much, but they're interesting nonetheless. So favorites, 36 and 21 straight up. And always fun. They're 27, 28 and two against the spread. So basically 500 across history and totals exactly the same. 27, 28 and one. There was no total in Super Bowl one. So can't make up anything there. Uh, And the thing that's interesting Super Bowl underdogs, nine and seven straight up in the last 16 Super Bowls, including 11 and five against the spread. So pretty much a coin flip. And that kind of says something as well to the fact that the spread hasn't been large in the game. So upsets haven't uh, been uh, massive in recent history. Right. And that points to your point that maybe Schefter puts this out there that (laughs) this is the 16th straight Super Bowl with a favorite laying fewer than seven. There it is. Yeah. Uh, via ESPN stats and info that'll that'll come from there it'd be great uh but here let's keep going on this one because I know this one's going to be tossed out a little bit uh so Super Bowl winners Mm -hmm. are obviously 57 and 0 straight up but they are 48 7 and 2 against the spread 87 percent and to go a little (laughs) further Rams won the Super Bowl but failed to cover in 2022 that was the first time it had happened since 2009 where the favorite didn't cover uh and Super Bowl winners with a spread of six or less. Now 29-1 and one against the spread, with that Rams game being the uh, one off the hook. Uh, and, and again, four or less, 22-0 and 0 against the spread. So we've never seen a game close under that mark and uh, not have the same team cover the spread. So this year, if we get up to two, two and a half, maybe we get uh, maybe a one-point game. We haven't uh, seen that with a tight spread ever. So we'll see. And yeah, for those that don't remember, the 2020-2021 season, so the 21 winter Super Bowl, Rams minus four, they won 23-20 to 20 against the Bengals. Yep. And that, I think, was a good day for the books. They needed yeah. the Rams to win, but not cover. And that played out. How about the total? And for these two teams specifically, right? Kansas City has, just to me, my opinion, this Kansas City team reminds me a lot of the Patriots in 1819 where you've got an elite quarterback, elite tight end, running game, elite defense. You can run the ball. Uh, They're figuring it out. They found their identity at the end of the season. They didn't look great, but they found a way, molding a young up-and-coming receiver. I realize Julian Edelman was already established, but Rasheed Rice feels like that guy who's come alive, and now all of a sudden they they can score, which they did against Miami and Buffalo, but then they can win a game the way they did against Baltimore. Then you have San Francisco, their sample size for the entire season, they're getting to 28 a, a night, 28, 29, in that range of 29 to 35. So four plus touchdowns, a field goal or two there with Moody. 
what what about the total that we have to know? And again, the total right now on a Monday night as we record here ahead of Super Bowl 58, about two weeks out, 47 and a half. Yeah, completely different teams uh, when it comes to these because you got KC at 14 and six to the under this year, which would be the best mark in the NFL. And you have San Francisco at 10, eight and one to the over. And with uh, so many games going under the total this year, not too many teams uh, leaning towards the over there. And, and like you said, San Francisco going over team totals pretty normally uh, and Kansas City pretty much not. Uh, so very, very different. But let's look at Super Bowls for a second. Pretty even. So under is 11 and nine in the last 20 Super Bowls. But it's worth noting from Action Network and Action Labs, which tracks betting percentages and tickets for every game, the over has received public support 16 times in those 20 games. So the over is seven and nine in those games, but pretty much every Super Bowl, you're going to see tickets on the over. Uh, and if I look right now, 62% of tickets on the over right now on 47 and a half. So looks to be a continuing history. And the lowest Super Bowl totals the last 15 years. This is interesting because it's recent. Yeah. Uh, so last 15 years, this would be one, two, three, four. So t- uh, tied for the fifth lowest. And it's actually the lowest since Super Bowl 50, which uh, went under. But of those one, two, three, four, five games to close 47 and a half or less in the last 15 years, it's actually uh, four and one to the over. Uh, so lower totals, they've uh, just squeaked by, except for that Super Bowl 50, which we just looked up ourselves, 24-10 final. Uh, didn't get over the total there. But yeah, this one is lower, especially when you look at recent history. Uh, even if you look, let's see right now. Um, I want to look at recent history on totals and see. So yeah, last year was 51 and a half year before that 49. Then you had 55, 53 and a half and 55 and a half in three straight uh, Super Bowls. So this one about two, three points lower than usual lately. And just using recent memory, like the chatter last year in the build up to the game, how hurt was Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Turns out he was okay after two weeks of prep for the Super Bowl. This year, it doesn't really concern a quarterback, but Joe Tooney, uh, Willie Gay, those are some key guys uh, that factored in this past weekend, Tooney specifically for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And for Sam Fran, Debo Samuel, a lot of would he be a decoy? 50-50 shot. He looked pretty good in the NFC title game, and that was without – they did have the bye earlier in this postseason, but they didn't have – they weren't coming off a bye having played Green Bay. Um, so, it, like, that's where I feel like um, when the number moves – a key injury was – like, the Hurts thing was a big part of last year, I think. Oh, Maybe yeah. People leaned under. Uh, I would say two things about the total. I think Kansas City – defense and their second half defense probably more specifically which we'll get to in a second is something that brings this total down by two three points uh because i believe three points were scored in in the second half that baltimore game and they're just an absolute serpent when it comes to locking up teams and making sure they look uh just foolish especially lately so i think you couldn't make the total much higher uh i did look up one thing before we move on to the next section so Indoor Super Bowls, obviously this one being in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, only 11 and 9 to the under. And and it's very, very tight. So the average total in those 20 games, 47.6. And the average points in those games, 47.8. So ignore it. No edge. It's indoors, but it all feels just about right. That's Allegiant Stadium since it opened. 
Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Those are the 20 Super Bowls. So those 20 Super Bowls, are which inside. are 11 and 9 Got to it. the under inside, those okay. are average total in those games, 47-6 and 47-8 points scored in those games combined. So basically yeah. exactly even with the total in this one. So it is indoors, but given all the factors, I think it's a, it's a non-factor. Let's take a deeper dive on team outlooks, team specific. We'll start with the underdog, Kansas City. Their season – so when folks are looking at all the data, try to try to not let recency bias from this last couple of weeks. So for Kansas City, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, big picture entire season. What do people have to know the facts on Kansas City from a season standpoint? Well, first, I think you need to start and let's use the actual numbers so people get them with those second half unders from Kansas City, because yeah. to me, it's a part of their identity. It's a part of who they are, especially the momentum they've gotten in their five-game ATS winning streak. Uh, second half unders, 18-2. and two. Fourth quarter unders, 19-1. and one. Uh, wow. So just absolutely stopping teams in their tracks. Uh, the second trend I think you probably need to know is just the fact Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception in six straight playoff games. 11 touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he had three touchdowns and no picks in last year's Super Bowl, and the big storyline going into that Super Bowl was the fact that he had thrown four interceptions to each in his previous Super Bowls. So went into last year, no issues. And let's just talk about currently. He hasn't thrown an interception since Christmas, five straight games. Wow. He did get sacked late in the fourth quarter, which broke his, let me remember this, three-game no-sack interception streak. Um, but even then, he's getting the ball out quickly. He's scrambling when needed. Uh, and that's what probably makes him the most dangerous at the moment. He's just not making mistakes. Uh, and lastly, we talked about basically the Chiefs having the best defense. Well, this year they are fifth in EPA per play, including the playoffs, and that is the best Mahomes has had. And just look at these other ranks when it comes to EPA per play for defense. 15th, 24th, 19th, 18th, and 27th. So, yeah, the scoring's not there, but he's figured out other ways, and that defense is absolutely stellar. Best defense he's had. And, and folks were saying that early in the year. They'll figure out the offense. They'll get it together. <laughs> they never really did. Uh, they really never did until now, until the postseason. In, in, in moments, right? Like that Buffalo game, the efficiency was off the charts. With time of possession favoring Buffalo. and, and But the key to those games, is, as most people found out, Miami was pretty banged up. Buffalo having a practice squad guy calling plays uh, in the middle of their defense. Yeah. Um, and then and just another note on Patrick Mahomes. 14 picks in the regular season, the most in his career. As you've mentioned, he's found a way to get the ball out quickly and not turn it over. And this year was the second most, uh, he's been sacked the second most of his career. 27 sacks in 16 games. 28 it's also high in 2021. I'll add one more thing on the Chiefs. Uh, if you were under a rock and missed the entire year and say you watched last year, it's worth noting they went 8-12 and 12 against the spread last year. They're 11-7-1 this year. So wow. just a different in terms of the numbers. And it's not like there was such a stigma last year that they weren't covering games because, you know, some of those lines were a little bigger. That just wasn't the case here because they played so poorly. It's a good point. The numbers came. Look at just, and we're not going to do props here on this episode. Well, that will be for Propapalooza next week. But like the Travis Kelsey numbers came down yeah. substantially. Pacheco even on the ground number was in the 60 range pretty much for this entire run and that number creeps up again for this week it's in the hot you know mid to high 60s um so even then like that's it reflects the game total the game spread and, and even their individual stars um 
that's been a reflection. So we brought up Mahomes. The quarterback plays a big part in any playoff run, any Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes in the play. Now this one, I think many if you if you've been tuned in to Evan and you and you watch our stuff and if you any of our contributors at Action Network, if you follow them in the free award winning Action Network app, anytime there's a Chiefs game, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and as an underdog, and he's been able to win on the road, which that's been solved in two games so far. Yeah, uh, it has. I, I think it's worth noting when talking about the underdog role. It's a little bit even more than Mahomes. So since 2016, Chiefs are 16-5-1 against the spread as underdogs. Second best in the NFL behind uh, King Dog himself, uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Rah, rah. Rah, rah. So the Chiefs themselves have played well in this role. And it's worth noting. So Chiefs opened two-and-a-half-point dogs. Yep. Just the 11th time Mahomes has opened two-and-a-half or higher. He's 9-0-1 against the spread in those games, 8-2 and two straight up. And 10-0 in a six-point teaser, covering the games by 8.7 points per game. He's won and covered five in a row since 2019. So to be very clear, to be, to be yeah. very clear, this is this is Mahomes altogether or just postseason? Altogether. So Got it. anytime Got it. he's opened two and a half points or higher, this has been the scenario for him. Uh, hasn't lost a game since 2019, covered five in a row. Uh, basically, whenever it's tight, whenever we're deciding maybe someone else can beat him, only two have, and he's won five in a row and hasn't lost in four years. Uh, and that's just the scenario you're going against with this man. Uh, pretty crazy. Nine and three straight up as an underdog, 10-1-1 and one against the spread in all scenarios as a dog. Uh, and that 9-3 and three mark, best for any quarterback in the Super Bowl era, minimum 10 starts. Uh, and, and the one stat I did look up, I believe it was before uh, Buffalo, is last 20 years, I kind of wanted to take a look at Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So you've already won your ring. Yep. And how you performed as an underdog when we doubted you. And I said to myself, well, before the ring, they're obviously going to be incredible, right? Because that's future thinking. You know, they've won the ring. They've made the run. So before the ring, they're 25 and eight against the spread as underdogs. I get it. They, they you know, they make the run. They win the games. After the ring, 35, 16 and two, 69%, including wow. 13 and four since 2018. So right now that is Mahomes. It's been Mahomes the last two weeks. Uh, just Just something interesting there. How about Kansas City's head coach, Andy Reid? And we'll do the same thing for those wondering. We'll do the same thing on the San Fran side, but we're going to go in order coach quarterback. So that's the Mahomes breakdown. What's, what about Andy Reid, who, of course, has history in this in this game with Philadelphia, too, going back now? Yeah, his fifth Super Bowl appearance uh, and facing Kyle Shanahan, who's in his second Super Bowl appearance. Uh, and the number people are probably going to be curious about coaching experience in the Super Bowl doesn't really matter. Uh, coaches that have had more experience, just 19 and 17 straight up, 17 and 19 against the spread. And even one step further, when they have a two-plus Super Bowl experience gap, just 11 and 14 straight up, 9, 15, and 1 against the spread. So uh, wow. as I will discuss later this week, uh, quarterback tends to mean a little bit more with experience, but also not a huge factor. Uh, and coaches, definitely not a factor. But Reed's been here. And obviously we've seen this matchup before, so uh, there will be some experience in that one. I would add a a big part of that that might get overlooked is typically if your team makes a deep run, 
we saw this with Philadelphia. You'll lose your offensive coordinator. Like Spags is the is the exception for for Kansas City. Like Spags has been there now for a while, and he's hooked at the hip of Andy Reid. But coordinators changing. We've seen this with Belichick for years. Like, well, if you're making that kind of run, you're going to get looks to get. You're going to get phone calls if you're making it all the way to the championship Sunday. You're going to get phone calls for OC jobs or part of me being an OC or a DC. You're going to get calls to be a head coach somewhere else, and that might play a part into into it too. So not just the the, the coach, the head coach, but the staff altogether. There's 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 um turnover for staffs that, that get to this stage too. Yeah, it's a well put tree. You know, the tree is firm. No one's leaving. No leaves are falling. Uh, to make your point though, Spagnola's fifth Super Bowl appearance as a D coordinator, tied for most all time with Dick LeBeau. Uh, so you're right. I mean, with the Giants, with the Chiefs, he's been there. It's really funny that every offseason, his name is never called. He's never right. interviewed. Nobody wants to talk to him. But yet, uh, he has a you know enough Super Bowl rings to fill up a few fingers. Uh, so that's uh, fun in itself. And then you talked about the matchup. So head coaches to meet in two Super Bowls, it'd be Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, Coughlin and Belichick, Jimmy Johnson and Marv Levy, and Chuck Knoll and Tom Landry. And the interesting one, whoever won the first one won the second. So uh, maybe Reid does have an advantage here. Andy Reid is high on that wins list. And yeah. it's high on that playoff wins list too, but making, if he stays for another couple of years, he's only a couple of years younger than Belichick. Look out for, for Andy Reid, especially if they win this game, Super Bowl 58. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's dive into San Francisco. What do we have to know about the Niners for their season and what they've put together? We teased this a little bit, scoring a bunch of points. Yeah, scoring a bunch of points, but from San Francisco's point of view, uh, the fourth quarter to me was one thing I wanted to put out there. 14-5. and five fourth quarter ATS this year. Uh, and you even saw it. I mean, they didn't really need to do it a ton against Detroit, considering that Detroit was 3-17 and 17 this season against the third quarter spread, and they wow. ended up losing 17 nothing in the third quarter, which is a, just a wild statistic. Uh, San Francisco didn't really need to put out their fourth quarter that they usually do, but yes, 14-5. and five, So that comeback kind of has been, uh, or at least uh, putting the nail in the coffin, has been in their DNA this year. Uh, and you had mentioned it before. Let's just talk about quarterbacks to make the Super Bowl for the 49ers. So you have Montana, Young, Kaepernick, Garoppolo, and Purdy. They've lost the last two with Kaepernick and Garoppolo, and they won all the others with Steve Young and Montana. So a little bit of a uh, negative history heading into this one. And we talked about it before. Maybe Shanahan can find his guy, but if not... San Francisco would have lost three straight. Okay, they feel not, like a uh, they feel yeah, like a yeah. powerhouse high school team um, getting in the Correct. game. A couple that's now, a good point. But can they get the quarterback right? In the last two, I think they've pretty they've had an excellent seasons, but in in the game, uh, which they look Garoppolo, they were right there. Final drive, ball in your hands, and that goes back to what you said. Did they score last? No, Chiefs did. Niners had a chance. Niners had the ball in their hands, didn't score. So it's not like they it's not like they didn't have a chance to come back and score. They had the ball last. 
I can't remember with Kaepernick if they had the ball last. I think with Joe Flacco, I don't remember. All I remember is Emmanuel Sanders. He was so close. Uh, yeah. The other the other angle from San Francisco's point of view, and this is probably one of the more interesting ones from at least me because I'm just fascinated with these different stats, but they're just the second team in the Super Bowl era to have a three-plus game ATS losing streak entering the Super Bowl. The other – I'm only asking. I'm only. I'm only uh, putting you on the spot because it's your team. It'd be the 2007 Patriots. Uh, wow. They lost five in a row against the spread entering the game. I look back, and I couldn't find another team. So I'm pretty sure they are the second team, three plus game ATS losing streak entering the Super Bowl, which says something. Winning by three, winning by three, and they're a team who weren't underdogs all year and favorites entering the playoffs, which usually is a lethal, lethal combo to only win by three points uh, in both of those games. It's just a, a very interesting story. Uh, also entering a Super Bowl where it's pick them. Like th- there's, you know, they've been laying 10 points and seven points in back-to-back mm-hmm. games, and now you just need them to win if you bet on them. Right, and the key there, though, in their spot, one seed already locked it in, so you're including the Rams game, week 18. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, Green Bay, Detroit. You but, got it. And for New England, in 07, they played the Giants the last week of the season in week 17. <laughs> and um, that was more so in their their spot being undefeated. Uh, it was just to keep the undefeated season alive. But a straight-up loss week 18, having rested guys. I'd have to go back and look, but I'd imagine those lines were humongous. Uh, because oh, there's yeah. 13s and 14s and 17s and all sorts of crazy things later in the season. But interesting nonetheless, when you think about the Niners juggernaut status, uh, which I guess other than Baltimore has probably been the team we've labeled them this year. Uh, interesting nonetheless that they fall into that category, uh, especially with being favored in all the games and favored entering the playoffs. Uh, good, interesting profile. Sam Darnold started week 18 also, and the Niners closed <laughs> five and a half point favorites. And I think the Rams were already in too. I think the Rams had already secured their spot. Right. That's why they started Carson Wentz. So, but the data is the data. It's three straight games they haven't covered going into a into the Super Bowl. What about uh, more on the Niners uh, as far as um, as far as Debo Samuel because he, he he had a lot of attention going into this NFC Championship game with his status and he wound up playing and not only played he was outstanding soared over his receiving overs and he was more than just a decoy. Yeah, I mean, I you saw the stats last week, and I think they're probably worth noting. Thirteen and one straight up, now ten and four against the spread in games he starts and finishes. He tends to matter for that team. He has the most, I believe it's receptions and targets when San Francisco is ahead in the game this year. So not only is he important from coming behind, he's important for shutting the coffin and winning the game in the end. And they usually end up giving him the ball in that scenario. It's really him and McCaffrey. But when you lose Debo and he's not a part of the scenario, that's when it starts to get a little hairy. And this is one I looked up. So just in general, when he gets at least one target in a game, the Niners are 45 and 13 straight up. When he doesn't, they're 9 and 10. Uh, it's pretty blanket, but he just he's part of their winning formula. 49ers with Kyle Shanahan, because we did Andy Reid. <laughs> this is Reid's fifth Super Bowl. You said it, Shanahan's second. They're only one of a handful of duos or the 1v1 matchup to occur a second time. Mm-hmm. And the last yep. was Coughlin and Belichick. Where, what should we know about Shanahan? So let's start with the good. Uh, he is 6-0 and straight up as a favorite in the playoffs, which to me actually says something. There's no upset. 
He's done well. He's also 6-0 and straight up at home in the playoffs. He is the only coach since 2000 with both of those marks, 5-0 and or better. Uh, I think there's positives. And I think the fact that he's made these runs with Purdy and Garoppolo is actually one of the more impressive feats, to be honest with you, based off what we've seen from Garoppolo since then. Um, but the stats are the stats. And I, I put it out a bunch this weekend when obviously they were trailing by 14 plus points. You know, it's tough. He's now three and 29 straight up and three and 29 against the spread when trailing by 14 points or more at any time. <laughs> and one of those wins was Sunday. Yeah. And we, we, we just saw one of those wins. And then I can give you another stat, but I'm not going to, that basically took you out for the uh, the Packers game since they were trailing in that one too. So all the trailing stats are fun. They have a lot to do with 2017 to 2020 San Francisco when there were some really, really terrible quarterbacks. But also, you know, the, the data is the data, right? So the 49ers are 0-39 when trailing by eight or more points in the fourth quarter. Now, that hasn't happened in either of these games because they came back so quickly. But they've had issues and so do every other coach, right? Like if you're going to say, you know, every other coach by trailing by eight or more points in the fourth quarter, probably a similar terrible win percentage. Um, but for Shanahan, it's a stigma. Uh, so we're going to see if they trail in this game, how they react, especially with a, a KC team that has absolutely dominated time of possession, right? In, in the second half, through the second half yeah. under. That's what's fascinating. I mean, Green Bay had a great year for their standard coming in. You found the quarterback, you think – but defensively, holes, Detroit, pass defense, question marks, holes can be scored on if you're having just a, an average day. This is a different yeah. this is a different beast in San Francisco, uh, in Kansas City. The one that gets me too, and listen, all, all these stats are terrible, but five <laughs> and thirty-five straight up when trailing by three points or more entering the fourth quarter doesn't feel like a lot of points to be down. And a lot of these stats are just listen. The quarterbacks there were terrible, but it, it's it's not great. So that's the that's the angle on Shanahan. I think the other angle, like I said, that's probably more important is the six and zero mark, right? Like he's winning these games and figuring out ways to win. Now, not necessarily he's lost. I believe three in a row against the spread in the playoffs. Uh, I think he was seven and one ATS before that. So he's a good playoff coach. And even among the best when it comes to some of these records in terms of uh, win percentage, but you know some of these stats are kind of bad. <laughs> that third that third quarter Sunday night felt like an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I kept looking at friends like there's still three minutes left in the in the third, and they, they they've taken the lead. Um, so that makes but that goes back. That's a whole other discussion, and I'm sure the guys recap this in the recap episode with Campbell and the decision making. But let's wrap with uh, Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, because uh, some people might simplify it, Evan, and look at it and go, I'm going to bet against or on Patrick Mahomes against Brock Purdy. So what do we need to know about Brock Purdy that people must consider? I mean, the three things, and I'll start with number one, uh, best yards per attempt for any quarterback in the NFL this year against the Blitz. So if Kansas City and Spags decides to bring it, he should be pretty equipped to deal with it, uh, which is surprising considering, but that's number one. Number two, so Purdy was the third quarterback to start in back-to-back conference championship games in his first two seasons. Purdy, Roethlisberger, Sanchez. Sanchez never made it. Big Ben did and won it. So we're going to see if Purdy can join that journey. And then 
I'll leave with this. So Purdy is now 15 and 11 against spread as a quarterback. Seven and one ATS when he's a favorite of three and a half or less or an underdog. And eight and 10 as a favorite of four or more. This is a tight game where, again, San Francisco doesn't need to cover 10. They don't need to cover seven. They don't even need to cover four. They need to win. That's he hasn't it. covered in his last two. Yeah. Hasn't Green covered in his last two. And, uh, but those are, again, I, I, what was, I don't remember what the spread was in week 18. Um, but, five and a half. But he didn't but, play. It was, yeah. it was, it was, uh, right. but even Darnold. Darnold was favored by five and a half, right? Right. Yeah. So e- even in that scenario, this is just, you know, under three, especially under two, we're looking at right now. Uh, it just it's a different ballgame. Wow. I know there will be more from you as we get closer to Super Bowl 58, Super Bowl Sunday, which is February 11th. Evan, I think that's I think that's perfect. I think it's a good table setter for people to sink their teeth into. Anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Yeah, you said February 11th, the third latest Super Bowl in NFL <laughs> history. Uh, maybe at one point we'll be seeing March Madness in the Super Bowl. God, I hope not. But this feels good. The fact that you already kind of mapped out when we'll get a Super Bowl in March, you're a maniac. <laughs> you're a maniac. But you're also the director of research and media at Action Network, Evan Abrams. Thank you very much for uh, chatting and uh, picking this apart. Good stuff. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM, our annual Super Bowl gambling guide. Uh, we a bunch of data deep dives and trends, and we'll have more as we build up to Super Bowl 58. I'm Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for listening, everybody. And enjoy all the content from the Action Network these two weeks leading up to Super Bowl 58. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.